Hi, and welcome to ProPrac. I'm Kira Brickyarek. And I'm Nicole Breeden. You're listening to How Are You Today? A spin-off series where we call an artist and check in with how coronavirus is affecting them and ask them to share their worries and their hopes for the future. Hi. 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 How are you guys? We're good. We're well. How are you today? It's Friday. I'm looking forward to, I don't know, doing not very much this weekend. It's been like, it's it's kind of hectic at my house. It's like three people living in one space and never actually any silence. So I'm looking forward Mm. to some quiet time. Yeah. Are you finding in, um, while we're, we have limited movement that your weekends and weekdays do feel different? Yeah, actually Saturday is my studio day. Mm. So I have, it's actually something that I really look forward to. It's actually a work day, but it's sort of my own time. Mm. So it's weird. Like the other days sort of bleed into each other because I've got a six-year-old kid who's here and needs constant attention. Um, So Saturday sort of, yeah, there is a bit of a split, but then I guess the rest is just like, you know, days are just rolling into each other and months are just disappearing. Would you mind sharing with us how the pandemic has changed things for you and your family? Oh God, I think it's like radically shifted everything. Um, I mean, I think that for me, ever since becoming a mum, I've been thinking a lot about how, uh, I guess, the battles of intersectional feminism are happening like on a daily basis in the home yeah. and maybe that's become even more illuminated since lockdown because just simple simple but fundamental things like the division of labour and, you know, social reproduction, all of this stuff is like it's stuff that, you know, we're negotiating every day, every minute. So I feel like that stuff, like all of that stuff that we sort of think is out in the world is actually very much in the home, which I guess is, yeah, what, what um, feminists have been kind of telling us for a long time. So yeah, like that stuff is, 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 um, is big. And I think, I don't know, probably just how amazing um, teachers and educators and childcare workers are. Mm. Um, and how probably ill-equipped most parents are to like to fill in those gaps. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, it's radically shifted. I think thinking a lot about priorities and what's important and what can be stripped away as well has been a big part of pandemic time. You mentioned Saturday is your studio day. Are you working on any specific projects at the moment? I am. Um, I'm working on a, a big performance project with aphids um the company that i I run with mish gregor and lara toms and we're working on a big performance project which was supposed to happen this year before everything turned to shit um but it'll happen next year in around this time next year so i'm kind of in the scripting phase for that and uh, just doing a lot of research and thinking the works about um, about labor and about the gig economy and about um, work in the digital age so it feels increasingly relevant because yeah yeah work and life and home it's just so um, 
one and the same right now. So the work's taking on like many more inflections, which is really interesting. I'm in the middle of it, so I still don't really know what it all means. How has your routine um, at home developed since the first lockdown? Hmm, I know it's weird that we're in a second one now. I mean, I think we all thought that that first lockdown was like, yep, we're going to go hardcore, we're in it. Well, you know, the whole flattening the curve thing, we'll crush it, all of this language um, in the media and politicians about like this war that we're in. It's weird to see the military kind of um, angle. Um, But now we find ourselves back here again. So it's strange. I think there's a strange sort of resignation to it. I don't know if you guys feel that, but it feels like, okay, we've kind of done this before. It's not so alien in the way that it was the first time. I think that was like a radical, um, really discombobulating time. I don't know about for you guys, but the first month at least was like, what is this world? Like, I can't deal with this. This time, yeah, it sort of feels like we kind of know, yeah, there are things that I can kind of shift and change, especially with the like family homeschool situation. Like I, I think for me this time it's just more about trying to enjoy the time somehow and like enjoy each other's time because um, it's a rare moment, I guess, in the pandemic to, to really reassess how we deal with time, like how we actually maybe try and fight against this idea of linear time and productivity um, that we usually experience in our everyday life. Like I was watching, um, there's this great uh, doco which David Golpalil recounts his um, time up north, like where he's from, up in the mm-hmm. outback. And he was sort of talking about how, you know, for the Yongnyu, like his people, all they have is time, like they have nothing but time, whereas in the white world um, there's never enough time. And I guess I've been thinking about that a lot and thinking about how to try and sort of build that into, you know, my own, I guess, my own art practice but also family time and trying to kind of, I don't think I've solved it. (laughs) Like I think I still feel time poor but the intention is there to kind of just enjoy and take time right now when we have this kind of pause, it feels important. Is there anything that you're currently worried about? There's lots of stuff I'm worried about right now. Um, I guess I'm most worried about the fact that when we come through this, which may not be for a long, long time, I mean, I feel like the pandemic's going to be with us, you know, possibly for at least the next few years, depending on what happens with the vaccine. I guess I'm worried most that the world order will just kind of solidify into what it already is, this sort of, um, this time of like almost like a new Cold War where, you know, national borders and xenophobia and racism are just going to kind of coalesce, you know, like I feel like this pandemic moment for a lot of um, kind of populist or, or hard left, sorry, hard right, getting left and right mixed up, hard right um, politicians uh, is a moment to sort of, yeah, like really try and shut other people out and sort of try and lock down their citizens and force them into really oppressive regimes. I guess I'm thinking of like Brazil and 
Russia and the States as well. Like it's really scary what's happening over there. So I really worry that um, instead of kind of being a moment where, like I spoke about before, we're like actually reassessing our priorities and what's important to us as human beings, um, the people that are in power are kind of using as a time to, yeah, just really solidify the inequities that are already present in society. That's what I really worry about. So I think for me, um, during lockdown, I was really, I guess, kind of watching what's happening with Black Lives Matters and um, just the increasing awareness around incarceration, Aboriginal incarceration here in Australia. I was feeling pretty helpless um, about what to do. So I guess for me during lockdown, I've been trying to like, yeah, turn this um, immobility and kind of inability to kind of be outside into something that's proactive. So um, I started a like a solidarity poster campaign um, where I've taken like three images that I made for this Arts House Commission, it's like a public art commission um, at North Melbourne Town Hall into uh, poster works that people can purchase and the money's all going to pay the rent and to seed mob, so to Aboriginal-led um, organisations that are focused on, um, you know, I guess Indigenous rights and agency and climate justice. So I'm trying to like, even though this time feels, yeah, really difficult and um, pretty oppressive, I feel like there are still ways we can change things or like shift focus in our own like hyper-local context. Like I've just been thinking about so much how I can be a better um, First Nations ally here locally in a way that hopefully, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, I've been reading... Um, Claire Land's Decolonizing Solidarity and it's been making me think so much about like just what I can do here that will hopefully um, kind of, you know, put into practice even in a really small way uh, some sort of counterbalance to all of the stuff that I was just talking about, all of, all of that fear of like, um, you know, oppression and, and sort of solidifying of, of power I guess there are ways from our homes, even in lockdown, especially as artists, you know, we're pretty good at kind of like, I don't know, thinking about different ways to communicate and um, sort of work through problems, I guess. So that's what I've been, I guess I've been, yeah, intellectually and like existentially pretty freaked out as everybody is, but I'm trying to kind of, I guess, through practice or whatever, just find ways to... Um, yeah to kind of work through them um there's a really great uh quote by mark fisher who's um a uk philosopher who passed away but he had this great saying which was um pessimism of emotion optimism of action mm. and i really like I've been trying to kind of, it feels like a good mantra. Speaking of optimism, would you mind sharing what you're hopeful for at the moment? There, there does feel like there's a will or an atmosphere to change and you know, whether that's like in our own kind of like lefty bubble, um, it does feel like, I guess, especially here in Australia, I mean, we've had a really tough year coming out of the devastations of the bushfires and then straight into COVID. It feels like um, 
you know, we started the year with a really difficult time, but like heightened awareness about how real climate change is and how like you can't ignore it, um, how dry the country is and how, I don't know, just we live in this state of threat now. So I feel like that coupled with COVID times um, is just sort of, yeah, it's making um, all of these issues of like climate and social justice impossible to ignore for everybody. Um, so I feel like I'm hopeful that people can see uh, all of these, I don't know, these problematics that we have in terms of class, like who's out on the street, who's delivering our food, who's still teaching, who's working in hospitals. Like it's quite stark. Like even if you are lucky enough, I mean, we're privileged in, you know, right now to be able to isolate in our apartment. But um, even so, you can't ignore like the fact that, you know, there are people out there working, um, especially as case numbers are going up. So I guess I'm hopeful that, you know, this new visibility and new kind of um, recognition of like work, like work done by, um, you know, people of colour, migrant workers, undocumented workers, all of this stuff is sort of um, much more on people's radar now. So I hope that with that knowledge um, just comes like greater respect or, or greater kind of awareness of like what it takes to keep society going and hopefully, you know, with, with the work um, that I mentioned before that I'm working on, it is about like, you know, illuminating these ideas further so that people can't ignore, I guess, the supply chains or like, yeah. Um, you know, all of the hidden costs that is usually um, behind all the stuff that we take for granted. So I guess I'm hopeful for that. And then what next? I don't know. It kind of leads back to what you were saying right at the beginning of the visibility of unseen labour becoming more and more um, prominent in our visions and, and the intersectionality that revolves around that. And, um, yeah, I think I think I'm seeing that a lot um, amongst both my community, but it does seem to be happening outside of my bubble as well. And um, which is, it is really hopeful to see that those conversations are existing um, in other areas too. Totally. Um, before we wrap up, um, do you have a public Instagram or? Um, website that you're happy to share with the listeners it's just eugeniaalim.com and if you go to that page and you go to the news section um i think the latest post is about the solidarity poster campaign so i'd love listeners Great. to kind of like get amongst it and my instagram is it's eugenius lim so it's a silly play on words that I got given, I think, at uni. But um, you can find me on that as well. Great. So, yeah. Thank you so much for um, speaking with us this morning. Thanks for the call, guys. All right. All right. See, you See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. We respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we have recorded and pay respect to elders past, present and emerging and the elders of the land on which this podcast reaches you on today. We extend that respect to all First Nations people listening and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. 
How Are You Today has been generously supported by the City of Melbourne's Quick Response Grants. Follow us at ProPrac Podcast on Instagram or email us at propracpod at gmail.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever you listen to podcasts on. Please stay in touch. We'd love to hear what you're up to as well.